felt like it plateaued there until I started getting some of that feedback from um, from the Effortless Swimming and then really getting the right body position. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is Carsten Weber. And uh, Carsten and I started working together um, in the last one to two months. And the reason I wanted to get um, you on, Carsten, is because you've had a pretty significant improvement in your swimming in the last two months. So I want to talk about that. Yep. Um, and then also sort of what got you into to swimming because you weren't, um, I think it was a few months ago that you said you could only do 25 meters in about a minute. Um, and right. it's improved <laughs> pretty significantly since then. So I think it's um, good to share what you've done because I know a lot of other people are probably in the same boat. So first of all, welcome. And um, uh, what's what's your uh, sort of background into getting into to swimming? Sure. So um, um, I've always enjoyed, you know, swimming in terms of uh, did a lot of diving when I was a teenager. Uh, grew up in Denmark, now live here in, in uh, Austin, Texas. But uh, back in Denmark, it was always breaststroke and it was diving. So I never did any freestyle. And, um, and then for the last 10 years or so, I did very little swimming at all. Um, but now I'm, uh, I'm signed up for an Ironman in uh, September of this year. And that includes swimming. So I've been out there, um, started swimming um, back in September. And, um, and September of this year is when the Ironman is. So um that um that has been uh, great um in terms of what got me into the the iron man um uh, that's um an interesting story where in uh, on father's day of uh, 2019 i was down at the coast here in texas and um trying to learn to kite surf and was out there a couple of hours um and then when i came in i just started feeling really crappy it's like a lot of pressure um, on my chest. I was wondering if I pulled a muscle or if I had uh, somehow uh, you know, swallowed some, some seawater or something. And um, I, it turned out it was a heart attack. I, I never in a million years would have uh, guessed that it was a heart attack. Uh, my wife came back to the beach. She'd been out for lunch. She just got back and uh, put the kite down. I sat down I told her, I just don't feel right. And, um, and it just it got worse and worse minute by minute. And she's like, I'm taking you to the to the ER. And I'm like, okay. And um, we're driving from the beach. She said she's just seen one of those little, you know, emergency rooms, a little local one. So she's driving uh, from the beach. She's trying to make a decision: should she go to the big hot hospital that's about half an hour away, or should she go to this little local dock in a box that's two minutes away? And uh, I'm glad she made the decision to go to the dock in the box or I wouldn't be here today. I mean, it was by the time I got to the ER, I could just, I mean, or the that little emergency room, I could just barely crawl in there. And there was a nurse there that immediately recognized that it was a heart attack and just started the, the treatment. And um, a couple of hours later, I was transferred to the big hot hospital and I got a, a stent put in. Um, uh, earlier that same year, I'd done two ultra marathons. So I'd done a lot of running. I was in great shape. And um, 
the surgeon there said, if I hadn't done all that running, if I weren't in that kind of a shape, um, I, I just wouldn't have made it. Um, the kind of heart attack I had was in the, the Widowmaker, and um, there's a 2% uh, survival rate for what I had. So I'm uh, lucky to be alive and uh, did six months of recovery, did a full recovery, and uh, my cardiologist said, uh, no restriction on exercise. In fact, uh, the more the better. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, the more the better? Okay, let's go for an Ironman. <laughs> uh, what, could be, what could be better than that? So that's the motivation. That's why I'm here. And that's why, you know, want to prolong my life, want to, uh, you know, have more years with my family. So um, that, that's where, that's what started this. So. And so then you decide to enter uh, an Ironman. And what was your swimming background before this? Because uh, had you had any experience swimming at school or anything like that? Um, mainly just uh, diving and, and just, uh, but not a whole lot of swimming. And, and back in Denmark, um, it was all breaststroke. I mean, that was so popular. So that was what I stuck with. And I basically never did any, any freestyle. So back here in um, in september of last year when when i started uh, training for the ironman that was really the first time in, in decades that i did freestyle and um, i remember when i when i joined epilet swimming you asked me what what do you want to focus on and i said well since i haven't really done it in forever i want to focus on not getting any bad habits right i mean that's i'm mean, starting from scratch mm. Uh, it literally did take me a minute to get from one end of the pool to the other, 25 meters. And I was so winded when I got to the other side. I was kicking with my feet like crazy, thinking that's where all the propulsion comes from. I've since learned that is not <laughs> the case. And, um, but that, that's really how it, uh, how it started out. And, um, and, and I really liked the idea of being able to do the video recording and going in on a very detailed level and um, and, and adjusting things uh, that that really appealed to me. And what did you think when you when you first got in and started swimming, where you struggled to make twenty five meters? Was it like, oh boy, like of um, what have I got ahead of me, or was it something where you thought, okay, this is this is just a starting point, and I know I can get better? I, I was so comfortable with breaststroke. Uh, that I, I thought about, I'm just going to do the Ironman with breaststroke instead of freestyle. <laughs> and then I started looking at the, the times and it's like, no, that, I, I got to <laughs> learn. <laughs> I got to learn this freestyle. And, um, and then, yeah, just uh, very, um, I'm, I'm an engineer by background, so just taking a very engineering approach. And I remember getting the snorkel on there so I didn't have to turn my head. Got the pool boys, so I didn't have to worry about the, the sacking legs, which were really bad. Instead of being horizontal, I think I was more like 30 degrees or something when I was going through the water. But really to where, just try and focus on one thing at a time, break it down that way. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember when it first started out, it was, um, I was at, I think, 26 strokes or so to get from one end of the pool to the other. I, I, I just counted the total strokes instead of doing the, the distance per stroke. And it was about something like uh, 26. And uh, I could get that down to 
um, 22 strokes to get from one side to the other pretty quickly. And then it just, it felt like it plateaued there until I started getting some of that feedback from, um, from the effortless swimming and then really getting the right body position and, uh, and, and some more of the technique. And now, um, last week I just, um, counted it and it's, it's, uh, somewhere around 14 to 15 strokes per, per lane. So it's come from 26 difference. to, yeah, to 15. And uh, I remember um, at the start, one of the things I suggested was to do a, some sort of time trial. So um, said, all right, a 400 time trial, just to give you a bit of a benchmark of where you're at. So we know if you're improving or not. And I think you did a 750, I think it was seven minutes, 50. Right, that sounds about right, yeah. 400 and then- and that uh, yeah, that was again. I mean, that that was what two two months after starting swimming, so that that has improved uh, quite a bit there. Um, and and but it was still. I mean, in hindsight, even that was still you know with sinking legs. And then something happened to where I just always assumed that the sinking legs would only go away if you sort of made up for it with the arms and you were swimming so fast that they just naturally start, the leg starts to, <laughs> to rise. Um, I don't know, that was my thinking, or it was um, when I was kicking with the legs, the legs were just um, not very effective. I was kicking a lot, but it was um, only giving propulsion like backwards if there's no upwards uh, lift. So changing it to where the kick helped lift the legs and, uh, and also to just move, uh, move the, the hip enough to really sort of lift up the butt. I mean, that made a huge difference. And um, I think the last one was, was just over, was it seven minutes for, um, for the last uh, time trial? Yeah, I think you said it was uh, 7.07. And we, after that 7.50, you said, all right, next goal might be set under 7.45. Uh, and then you jumped under that pretty quickly, uh, which is, which is <laughs> right. awesome. And one of the things you mentioned about that you changed about your kick was you you made it feel like you were flicking a piece of dirt off your shoe um, as a right. for the downward kick, which I think is a really good um, analogy for for kicking because we want this downwards whipping motion, um, and that downwards whipping motion right. can help bring the, the hips and the legs up. So um, it's a good way to to think about it. And I was looking back at your original videos as well, and one of the things that um, we looked at with it was it was somewhat short out the front so there wasn't much length and and extension and um the stroke now where you're reaching for the wall so to speak it's um so much right. longer and you get much better connection through the whole body with it um and that as well can help bring the the legs up too and um and that's what we're seeing now i think so how does it feel your stroke uh, and when you're swimming how does it feel now compared to about a month ago or maybe just before you started with this it, I mean, it, it feels a lot better. I still feel like I was, um, for, for a long time, I was very much focusing on this distance per stroke where it's like gliding and, and doing, effectively doing very um, slow strokes. And that results in uh, just always being out of breath because it takes a while for, you know, I'm trying to breathe on, on both sides for symmetry. And if you just go too slow, um, I mean, it, that's a long time between breathing. And so now I'm trying to really um, just speed it up a little bit and, and do the, the cadence a little higher. And that has actually helped tremendously in terms of 
not running out of breath. So swimming faster made it easier in that, in that mm. sense. Yeah, and that's, that's an interesting one too, because I think like stroke count's a good measure sometimes of your, um, of your technique. Um, if you're just swimming like a very easy 50 or a very easy 100, you can get your stroke count and it's an indication as to how efficient you can be in the swim. But it doesn't mean that we always just want to sit at the lowest possible stroke count because as you said, sometimes it's a long time in between breaths and the other factor in your speed is your cadence as well. And um, we actually find that like for me, for example, if I try and hold my minimum stroke count, my effort or my heart rate's up quite high sometimes because there's quite a bit of power going into the stroke. I'm not getting as much breath and I can actually swim at say let's say instead of 26 strokes if i swim at 32 strokes for a 50 um and i hold a, a stroke rate that's probably 10 to 20 percent quicker um i'm a lot faster and the effort's a lot less because it's like that sweet spot it's like gears on a bike you don't want to be sitting in that big big gear the whole time um you want to go maybe right. one below where you can just keep it ticking over uh, all day especially if you're doing an iron man so it's about finding that balance right. and it sounds like you're starting to to find that balance with your stroke Right, and it, it was it was uh, surprising that, that going that little bit faster just made it so much easier in terms of the, the breathing and the pattern. It's just at the sweet spot. Um, yeah, I've I've, uh, I've done some uh, uh, outdoor swimming. It's winter time here, so it's with a wetsuit. That helps tremendously in just terms of my sinking legs. And um, so I have done uh, some Ironman distance swimming. Um, the last one was in about an hour and 18 minutes, um, which is respectable. So it's, mm. it's not like I'm, I mean, I'm not in it to try and set any age group record. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just in it to try and, and finish it and, um, and have fun with it. But um, that is a pretty decent time, I feel. And I, I still think there's a lot of room for improvement. But certainly, we, we looked at something where the arms are not bent enough still. There's, there's still a lot of areas that... that the big um, surprise to me is just how much of this is technique and not uh, not raw power. Like if you're uh, running or, or biking, you can always power a little more. Here, there's, there's so much technique. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. And it's um, and sometimes if you're brand new to a, a sport and new to anything, like you just you don't know what you don't know. So, and it's really common with the kick. You know, you said at the start, you're just kicking so hard because you felt like that's where the propulsion should come from. Um, and that's what I think a lot of people, um, they, have, they have the thought of when they first get started. Um, but as you start to sort of work these things out and put them all together, swimming can be really enjoyable. It can be a lot of fun um, and it can be in a way somewhat you know, effortless. Um, and when you get into that rhythm and that zone, it's, um, it's just, it's really enjoyable. And that's often where you improve a lot more because you're having fun, fun with it, as you said. And I think that, um, that approach where you're not, overly stressed about the times that you're doing um you're just there for the, the process and just seeing what you can what you can get down to i think it's a really um, good mindset for it as well and to have that 118 as a again just another um benchmark is um yeah is a, is a great way to to then all right we'll see what we can get down to come september because it's you know nine months is a lot of time to bring that down and if right. you were to get under you know under 110 um that would be really impressive Right. No, that that would um, that would certainly exceed my expectations. So that, that would be a great goal. So. Yeah, um, and I think that's certainly possible. Just looking at um, you know, looking at your videos, 
um, every couple of weeks. It's um, that's the way I think it's it's heading. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that that would be great. So um, certainly um, looking forward to that. I, I will say one thing that really helped me um, was what I talked about earlier was really breaking it down and just try and get. Uh, you know, use the snorkel and uh, and uh, use the pole boy. I mean, just do all these things in order to focus on one one thing at a time. And I remember I was so proud when I when I did that first uh, you know 100 meter swim in two minutes with my snorkel, and I sent that in as my first video. And you're like, that looks good. Now try it without the snorkel. <laughs> that was the first feedback. But it's still, I mean, that that helped me a lot. You know, break it down, focus on one thing at a time. Uh, hard to change everything at once yeah absolutely and uh i think at the start i might have said like we'll keep it the stuff that we focus on at the start might seem really simple um and so and often we don't work on the catch at the very start and sometimes that's kind of the, the sexy thing to work on you know is the catch and the pull because that's where a lot of the propulsion comes from but if we don't have these other things in place like alignment and, and reach and rotation then it's very hard to to work on that so um, I think it, it probably helps that you have this engineering approach to it, um, <laughs> yeah. step by step. You know, just like, okay, I'm, I might be talking your language, which is uh, which is helpful. Uh huh. So, yeah, um, no, definitely. Um, and just break it down, count the number of strokes. It, it's, I mean, if you suddenly are, are spending one or two strokes less to get from one side and the other, you're you're probably doing something right. So. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> thanks very much for um, for sharing. Uh, the last couple of months on the on the podcast is there anything else that um uh that you think would be helpful for someone listening or um uh or something that you've maybe uh, found in the last few months that um that we haven't talked about yet um i no, i would just say um I, I like the videos uh i particularly like the the feedback friday it's great to see somebody who's not an expert and and you after a while, you can really you can start to pick up and say, oh, you know, I see another problem as well. So I think that those are very useful um, instead of only seeing the, the elite swimmers. And um, other than that, you know, keep up the good work. And I look forward to the Ironman and hopefully reporting back a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. So, um, yeah, thanks again, Carson. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.